Hey, welcome back to another episode of Song Getting Saves the World. If you are currently listening on Spotify, if you could download the episode, follow us in there, that's sick. If you're listening on iTunes, you could do the same. Also, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review, and we love it when people do that, so please do that. Um, Or any other streaming services, like and follow on there as well. Thank you very much. Love you. Love you. (laughs) Make sure to keep up with us on social media. Um, you can follow our Instagram at Songwriting Saves the World. We're pretty active on there, posting a couple times a week. So feel free to send us a DM and follow yeah. us. You know, keep up with all things Songwriting Saves the World. You can also check us out on Facebook at Songwriting Saves the World as well. Like that page, we post like um, kind of page. the same things, but, you know, it's very interactive. And then also on Twitter, you can follow us at Song Saves World. Tweet, tweet. And if you really like our show and you want to support us on Patreon, at Songwriting Saves the World on Patreon, um, there's extra content on there. There's stickers on there. There'll be more merch soon. Mm. And it's all very exciting. But before we jump into this episode with Maud Latour, the coolest of the cool fancy name, Maud Latour, (laughs) we want to shout out Fizzy Magazine. They wrote a cute little article about us a few weeks back. Um, you can follow them at Fizzy Mag on Instagram. They're a fashion and culture um, magazine. Their website's also really cool. All their articles are on there. Yeah. So go check that out. Check it out. And go read our little thing because it was cute and fun. And you can, uh, I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, we have the coolest interview with Maude. And she was really cool. We talked a lot about songwriting and co-writing and what oh, that's yeah. like for different people, which was an interesting perspective. But, you know, we'll let you guys hear that yourself. So let's just jump right in. Let's jump in. Splash. Is a 21-year-old songwriter and artist from New York City. She released her debut EP, Starsick, in 2019 and has put out four gorgeous singles since then. Most recent of which being Walk Backwards, which I literally have been listening to since it came out. I really have. I've I've listened to it a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're super excited to have you on Songwriting Saves the World. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. We have a little icebreaker intro question. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. wanted to know a song that you love that you think is underrated. Yeah. Oh, such a good question. Oh no, there's so many. It's tough. Oh my gosh. Um, underrated song. Oh, uh, Special by Chloe Lilac. I think I know that song, which is so (laughs) weird because I never, I say that so surprised because I never know the songs when people give their underrated one. That's a great one. I might not know it, but I think I do. If I do, it's really good. I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah, I think you do. I believe you do know it. do. We're going to make a... Well, I was editing an episode of this the other day, and I started making a playlist of all the songs that our guests have said so far, because I was like, wow, I really, this is where I get my music now. It's really just directly from this song. That's a great way to get music. Yeah, that's that's so right. With giving us the background story of your journey through music and what brought you to where you are now. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um... Well, I've moved around a lot with my family. I was born in Sweden, and I moved to London, and then I moved to New York, 
And then I moved to Hong Kong. And then I moved back to New York. Yes. And throughout all that time, I was, my mother made me play violin. And that's, I've played, I played violin for 10 years or so. And I did not like it (laughs) that much. But um, it definitely taught me a lot about musicality and, um, and and that and it, I always was jealous of the people in this music school that I went to that did singing lessons and I'd walk by and be like oh <laughs> right. I want to be there and um so I joined choirs and I started doing choir kind of and that's like really like my my where I became my yeah. person from second grade through high school and middle school and everything no matter what city I lived in and um then in uh, high school I joined an acapella group as well we were super intense our acapella group it was like yeah (laughs) it was very this was my friend group like we would just Mm -hmm. meet on the weekends harmonize sing on subways (laughs) sing go to old people uh, elderly homes and like to perform there we just like did it Mm -hmm. all the time um and yeah that kind of harmonizing like that kind of became uh the soundtrack a bit to like my taste as well and um choir you know it's like I love these like yeah I love harmony to be honest and um that I feel like I still find that to be my sound and I'm kind of trying to return to this choir type of sound as well (laughs) um but yeah so I started writing songs in high school and um for my senior project, I was like, we had to do something when in the spring when we graduated. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to record a song. And that was Shoot and Run. And then I put it on, oh. uploaded it to Spotify. Yeah. And that was kind of the beginning. And like a year later, I, I took a gap year to do music as much as I could. I did a bunch uh-huh. of shows. I met some person who was like, oh, let me meet, introduce you to some more producers. And I produced... Yeah. A bunch of other songs, Star Six, Superfruit, and I kind of started building the first EP. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. Wait, so was Shoot and Run the first song you ever wrote? Mm, not the first song I ever wrote. I definitely wrote. Okay. I consider that song to be the the uh, product of two hundred songs before that. I had right. a teacher. Okay. Yeah, I had a teacher who was uh, like like oh a music teacher who was like oh like you were in, you're interested in writing songs like show me right. some and her my the best advice she gave to me was like write literally a song a day and I would yeah right I wrote hundreds and hundreds of songs for ye- for years and then yeah, finally yeah, yeah. mid shoot and run and I was like yep this is the one I right like, because I was gonna <laughs> say literally if that was the first song you ever wrote I was gonna be absolutely flabbergasted yeah that would be crazy even if it was the first song i wrote that shouldn't be uh, you should definitely write hundreds before you (laughs) i'm like i'm pretty sure the first song i wrote was in elementary school Mm. called secretary and it was interesting it was about being hired at a library as a secretary oh that's kind of that's a unique concept <laughs> um <laughs> it certainly is <laughs> but it was hilarious so i was gonna freak out if that was the first song you wrote was shoot and run i'd be like um, um we have a prodigy in our hands stories. <laughs> <laughs> nah. that's funny 
I wanted to know who some of your musical influences are and how do you think mm-hmm. that your musical influences impact the way that you write and impact your style as an artist? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of people. I, I think getting, yeah, there's a lot of people. I, um, I love Queen. Um, oh, yeah. And I feel like that's, I hear a lot of the influence of that for me and also where I'm going and even in like ride my bike and and the harmonies as well I love the operatic blend of things and that's a huge um point of inspiration for me I love Gwen Stefani that was an early as a child Uh and I used to sing a lot more like her and like I still um no doubt you know her band and that was mm-hmm. my first love band and ABBA. Um, oh my God. Huge, I love, like love, yeah. enormous influence of just banger after banger. Like, Seriously, these they don't miss. They don't <laughs> miss. It's crazy. I would even, I, when I was little, I, my parents would play Prince a lot and even mm-hmm. just these creative lyrics and like using music as catharsis really and like letting it like just come out of your body and your fingertips like that's definitely part of the feeling I have with it I guess auntie like uh Rihanna like that album is still like my ride or die album (laughs) this is my favorite album maybe of all time uh lord Lana, the yeah. strokes have been bigger, have been big. That's the kooks. Um, uh, I love the kooks so much. Um, SZA, stream of conscience, mm-hmm. like, I guess, like, every song just being things you yeah. wouldn't even know She's were possible. Just <laughs> out of body. Yeah, crazy. So those are some of the people. Wow. So you have me. great taste. Yeah, for real. <laughs> taste check. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, like, talk about your voice is so, like, kind of unique and stylized mm. in how you sing. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna ask, since you mentioned, like, being in choir so much, I feel like mm. that kind of doesn't cultivate unique voices so kind of where and when because even I've noticed myself I think I got a microphone for the first time when I was a freshman in high school and hearing myself perform like hearing myself sing is what changed how my voice sounded because it sounded Mm -hmm. like very kind of generic like kind of whatever Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. a kid who can sing ish and then Mm -hmm. as I heard myself sing I like purposely changed it so kind yeah. of, do you have any thoughts about that? Like how your voice got to sound like it? That's such does a now. great question. I totally agree. I think there's like, there's, I have so many different voices, and I so have such a choir. Honestly, I did opera for a while. <laughs> I have Amazing. a full on opera voice, and yeah. it's like, honestly, where my voice naturally. <laughs> actually goes like I do think that I am a soprano secretly (laughs) I seem like such an alto in all my stuff um like but so and I'm yeah I do think it was later even in high school when I first started writing songs I was a little more belty like Uh and even in my acapella group I was kind of beltier trying to mimic like what what I was hearing Mm -hmm. and um 
And it took me, like, till my gap year, really, where I started... Yeah, I do. I totally know what you mean with the microphone. Uh-huh. Um, I got in. I was in a jazz band for a while. I was the Sick. vocalist for a jazz band, and that was like, oh, I can literally croon, and I can <laughs> yeah. literally like make love to this microphone <laughs> and like, make like the tiniest sounds, and like that's a whole and it's yeah. so much larger. And that that was influential for sure. And um, the yeah, I guess I start. I think I started. He, I heard Lord and I was like, oh, you can mm. sound. Yeah. You can. I, that is definitely how music feels to me of this like po- poetic kind of whisper. And, you yeah, know, like mm-hmm. and uh, the way you pronounce every word mm-hmm. and like, syllable being most of the art. And I like felt self-conscious as a belter. Like it's, that's not what my voice does. Right. Right. For sure. And so I was like really excited to, when I started discovering, like when I was like 18, like, how um that I could go low and I could yeah and I could write songs around that and mm-hmm. so yeah I mean because great question Lord uses her voice in such interesting ways she does yeah like really unexpected mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. you're right mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy really sneaky in 2019 and you've been releasing mm-hmm. singles then so kind yeah. of how is your process of making and and promoting like your music different when you're doing a collective project versus singles? And also, uh-huh. why did you decide to do an EP first and then like go into releasing singles when so many people do that the opposite way around? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, those were actually all singles in 2019, mm. and um, the last song made it an EP at the end. Okay. Um. So they were all, I've always done singles. I've never released more than one song at a time. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the day that I can release multiple yeah. songs at a time. I think that's more like how I work as a, as a, in the long-term sense, that is more how I view my career. Mm-hmm. And I am excited for when I get to Do kind of project. put out a project. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. I feel like now, People will be like, I'm putting out an EP or an album, and uh, by the time it's out, I've heard every song on it. Like, yeah. I and I and I understand I that from like a promotional yeah. like point, especially mm-hmm. if you're building an audience, mm-hmm. it's not worth it to like put out everything at once because it's one song you at a time and hype it up and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but I, it's so funny because people will put out an album and I'll and I'll be so hyped for it, and then I'll be like, there's really maybe one one, one song. song I haven't heard <laughs> on this. I know it's such a dilemma and it's so disappointing on my end too to like make that call I guess I know it's on a pedestal the day that I get to like be take risks and put out a project Mm -hmm. and I know the time will come when I can do that it's hard to make those decisions and balance being strategic yeah and and following your what you want to do in your heart I want to share everything yeah exactly I know (laughs) you can't that's the dumbest thing you can do I (laughs) I know they really lay it out for me they're like that would suck like oh my god one day we can all be taylor swift and just drop 16 tracks drop drop and i i I look forward to the day yeah thank you i really do look forward to the day (laughs) thank you yeah me too me too it'll be great so on this podcast we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox which is essentially Mm. just little tips and tricks that you've learned along the way as far as writing and Mm -hmm. sessions 
So mm-hmm. what are some things that you have in your songwriter's toolbox that you could share with us? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, hmm. I'm a big fan of, at this point in writing, okay, let's see, there's a lot <laughs> of ways to answer this. Um, I do think when I first started, it was write a song a day, no matter mm. what, like literally make a goal to write a hundred songs give yourself a deadline and do it and like I think that was definitely how I learned as a craft when I was younger and I got and like to the point where I was learning tricks and formulas and what I liked and the modes I liked and and the progressions that I got most inspired Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. and I really think it's about writing hundreds of songs people always forget that part of like you know, uh, like the drafts mm-hmm. and um, like I, I like I said, like shoot and run, I think was th- exactly the culmination of the, like about 100 yeah, songs, like re- writing over and over. And um, so I think that especially when you're starting out, like I, I think we see so many people uh, on uh, like put out music that it's um, you get you start to think that that part of the process is doing mm. it. But I I think the more you can put in behind the scenes, like, yeah, the better. And, yeah, I, so I'm a fan of that for sure. The session grind, I think, can really uh, kill your yeah. heart <laughs> at times. And I think it's important to be, to know your limit. Yeah. Uh, I Totally. I rem- I did one, like, the largest writing trip I did was the like, summer two years ago after my freshman year of college. And, um, like, I, and by the end, I, I was, I hated it. And I, really? I, I, yeah, I, I had 27 sessions back to back, not oh one single God. day off. And by the 26th or something, I think I had, like, three more. Um, and I like sat outside a producer's house and I couldn't go in and I just bawled and I was like, I literally can't do this. It's so, and actually in that session, when I went back in, I made walk backwards. Stop. So So the breaking point, you have to get to your breaking point and then you get past it. Cry outside a producer's house and then you're right. Oh gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I, but from that trip, I totally learned okay, I don't think I write best in the room. I need to do the work on my own and bring in something either completely done or 95% done. And I think I get the most inspired when it's on my own. Now I know so certainly. I knew it before, but I didn't know I was allowed to Mm. feel this way. Mm -hmm. That I, um, my process is I write songs when I'm inspired. Mm. I don't write songs when I'm not inspired. And I know myself and I know that I can wait I know how long to wait yeah. for the first idea and and then let the song write itself like yeah. I'm just lazy not even lazy but I I I I I only care about the songs that are forced to come out of me mm. and I want to keep music that for me I want to keep it like divine inspiration yeah. almost and I and so I try to I really try to make it build up the moments of when I'm just a conduit I'm just you know hand to paper and it's not even my idea it's just right somewhere else and so fast I mean that's like Um, interesting and it's it's an interesting balance 
between that, mm-hmm. like when if you're like, okay, mm-hmm. music is my career, it's my job, and you're like, so I need to kind of treat wow. it like that, but also <laughs> I need to respect like the div- like the divine creativity that you're talking about. Like uh-huh. it's the balance between what uh-huh. you're saying, like write a hundred songs, but also like yeah. there's only going to be one that like yeah. really like it's the pe- like speaking mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so know. true. That's also a really interesting point that you know, like that now you know what type of writer you are because some people don't love co-writing. Yeah. Some people are like right. I, and I think that it's hard because sometimes you, especially because there's a lot of co-writing that goes on if you want to be a writer or if mm-hmm. you want to be an artist, and mm-hmm. to actually be able to recognize like I do my best work when I'm inspired and totally. when I'm on my own, and I can bring that in. And I think totally. that it's hard to kind of like actually accept that and say, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know what? Maybe co-writing isn't my so favorite true. thing. Yeah, because people really do push you <laughs> to do, do co-writing, and I've, and I do, and I've also learned that it's okay. Like having some of these, some of these co-writing sessions, like something comes out of it that I truly never mm-hmm. would have known. So I do think it's mm-hmm. appropriate to buffer in a <laughs> tiny bit of risk, even though I know right. myself, it's to still be open that of the parts of myself yeah, I don't right. know. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so. Inspiration. Mm-hmm. I really love mm-hmm. the production on your songs. I feel like it's really bouncy. It's really colorful. It's just a vibe. So Thank how do you, you approach collaborating with producers, especially like when you're working with mm. a bunch of different producers and getting the sound you're looking for mm-hmm. and getting a consistency in your sound? Uh-huh. Yeah, so fun. I... I've worked mostly, I mean, it's been with a few mm-hmm. people. I guess there have been four total producers on all the songs. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it also took a while. I had another EP that I've taken off of Spotify oh. now. And I and it's kind of my <laughs> secret. You can find it on, like, Reddit, <laughs> low-key. But um, it's... And one day, maybe I'll re-release it yeah, in yeah, yeah. a cool way and make make it all free. But um, I... Uh, and I think that I recorded before I knew how much I could influence the production. And it wasn't until... I guess Starsick was the first song that I was like oh, my production can be like mm-hmm. this. It can say computer. It can be glitchier. It can be, um, and and I can, and I started seeing the toolbox that I could use mm-hmm. um, with, and, and all these tools I didn't even yeah. know existed. And I started realizing it could be whatever I wanted. And I, in that song, I go crazy with the, the my personal tweaks on it. You know, I'm, there's, countless breaths and I'm saying boom and all the and like different crazy sounds and I guess with um and uh, I I, as it I guess it's really just practice but it it is like an empowering thing too of learning like oh I'm in this room I got it I have to my taste is the one that like yeah yeah yeah. your taste Mm -hmm. yeah building your taste and knowing trusting yourself and at this point I've I've right <laughs> so much and I, I and I'm like no that's, yeah. not, that's not right and it's it's so fun it's my favorite part of it yeah. honestly and um do yeah, you do any still, producing yourself mm. or do you always work with people I've I've during quarantine been making terrible I little bet they're things, not terrible so we're working I on it I bet they're great <laughs> also, Start yeah. somewhere, so you do have to start somewhere. It's mostly vocal yeah. stacks and making little choirs and oh, um, 
and uh, yeah that <laughs> and um yeah exactly and i'm excited to see yeah. where that it's just interesting because i feel like you must be given like hearing your music good at communicating your ideas to producers and sometimes people who don't mm-hmm. produce at all find that hard because they're like i don't really mm-hmm. they're like i want it to sound mm-hmm. bubblier but like what does that mean in like actually how you right, execute that right. in logic yeah 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 true i do think i've learned a lot of the exact yeah, yeah. words i'm talking about you t- totally and i so feel like a like a co-producer yeah. on my, on the on the songs for sure and I've loved, it's been so fun to learn. I'm like, oh, side chain this. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, a vocode this, it's all of these really random cool things. And our lingo. And exactly. <laughs> putting pads and synths and whatever. And it's it's so fun. Oh, there's a whole yeah. world of it. It's, and I, I'm, I do think it's going to be part of my long term life when I am yeah. not in school. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm totally going to be. The producer. Hell yeah. yeah. That's what we love to hear. (laughs) (laughs) So our last question for you is a song breakdown, Mm -hmm. which essentially we'd love to hear from how the song came to be from the inspiration of the song to the writing process and what that was like and then how you feel about it now that it's out. And we wanted Mm -hmm. to know if you would do it for Walk Backwards. For Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um... Let's see. What's the what was the first one? The like the inspiration writing. to it, and then mm-hmm. like to the writing process. Totally. So I guess the song started. You know, I've written writing about best friends is friends is kind of is a pretty solid core part yeah. of all, all of my music. I love that I think, so much. Now looking back, and I it's because I mean I went to, I like my. I the feeling I initially tried to chase in music was like I'm with my friends. It's Friday yeah, yeah. in New York <laughs> yeah. City. Like we're going down the FDR and yeah, with the windows down. Like that was the feeling I was looking for. We're young and free and reckless. Right. And so I think it's and it's evolved that feeling. I haven't had that feeling in a minute <laughs> now. Know. But like <laughs> I Me know, either. right? But but <laughs> crazy. But um. And I, I, I'm, and I've written a lot of songs when I'm looking for inspiration for friends. You know, Starsick is also about the same person Walk Backwards is about as a friend. Yeah. Um. And and I, I it is a like solid core that I always return to. And so it started with that, and it was a song about scootering. I really scooter <laughs> a lot. Primary, my primary form of transportation. I've only, re- I've always scootered and I only recently realized that I'm like a huge That's adult. So like, <laughs> like going plummeting Pulling up down the scooter. sidewalk. Like totally. Like, and I never think it looks weird, but it looks crazy. <laughs> but, um, so uh, scootering, it's about and my best friend has a scooter too and my sister like we go we travel (laughs) scooters i know exactly um (laughs) and um so it's you know the the chorus came first and i think it was like i posted a little clip of the original like stream of consciousness idea of it but it was and it was like hair untied um like you i just scooted right i don't even know it was like something like that and um 
that evolved and I, I guess I ended up bringing that into a session and it was that, that terrible day and I had kind of day. yeah <laughs> that fatal day and I had had this idea and I knew it was gonna I wanted something called the walk backwards mm-hmm. that I first had that idea three years earlier um when I was watching a sunset over my gap mm-hmm. year I was in California by myself you know finding myself right. and right. I was walking back from the beach and to my house and the sunset was just gorgeous and I walked backwards so that I could keep watching it the whole time and I I was like walk backwards and that's mostly uh, for the toolkit question like that's mostly that's definitely how I write a song title first Mm. and I um and so I walk and once I get attached to one I have no doubt it's gonna be a song one day Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for the moment that it connects I've Every single one I will finish, I know. Uh-huh. And um, so I knew Walk Backwards was going to exist one day. It, I started feeling it with this, like, scooter that kind of, like, walking back from the west side to the east side. And, and I'm like, oh, Walk Backwards, ca- coming yeah, yeah. together. And then brought that into the session. Um, I think the verses were done, too. But, um, and then it was, I was in this terrible mood and made this cheery song. And then two years later, and it, I didn't care about this song, honestly, at all. I And... A few weeks ago, people have always had their preferences on de- my yeah. demos and stuff, and I um, play a lot of my songs on Instagram uh-huh. live, like for and the unreleased ones, and everyone, people like have they their vote. favorites, yep. and people <laughs> wanted walk backwards so bad, they're like, ah, yeah, what? and and every other my manager loved this one, this song the most, and uh, like everyone has their opinions, right. who knows? But I and so we kind of just. Uh, I used it a little bit in a TikTok, uh-huh. and then I, um, it kind of just ex- got uh, yeah, did a yeah. little bit well, mm-hmm. and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna upload it to TuneCore or upload it to Spotify, right, right. Spotify right now and put it out. Oh, I skipped a step of where <laughs> a few months ago, in over in December or something, I was sick of the verses, uh-huh. my old verses. They were really like city kid. Uh, which is like tropes I really were right. using. I was using mm-hmm. when I was younger with my first few songs. Um, and I was like, I don't like any of this. What is this song <laughs> actually about? It's about the fact that I keep writing songs about yeah. my best friend. And are, are we in love? I'm so confused. <laughs> are like, we gonna kiss right it's now? like and it's <laughs> legit <laughs> all the time. Fuck. And um, yeah, and I was like, okay, I want this song to be about this blurry line it was what I was going yeah. through at the time also with like a lot of my female friendships like confusing to be right, by right. I don't know <laughs> and it's and and yeah so I was like you know what everything's gonna be about mm-hmm. that change the verses I'm like yeah. okay I can live with this now and then uploaded it crazy sent the idea yeah. I the have to say that mm-hmm. it is on I actually haven't made an official playlist of this yet on my Spotify but like I have a collection of songs that I listen to when I'm like, I want to think about my best friends. And so it is on that, <laughs> along with True Friend That's by so Hannah wonderful. Montana, um, Best Friend <laughs> by Rosie, oh <laughs> Oath yes, by Cher Lord. <laughs> These are my best friends. Oh my gosh. Those are great yeah. best friend songs. And I wow. actually keep... Damn. It kind of reminds me of I keep seeing these videos of people talking about marrying their platonic best friends and like raising kids together. Mm. I think I haven't told you about this yet, but mm. <laughs> I sent you an article about that like months ago. Oh, yeah, ago. yeah. We were like, maybe we should. <laughs> like, is this oh the best gosh. idea ever? 
<laughs> Wait, that's I don't, so I true. mean, yeah, maybe I it just it is. is. I'm counting <laughs> on it. I know. I think it is what is going to happen. I, I've come to terms yeah. with it for sure. I'm hyped, actually. <laughs> I've come yeah. to terms and I'm excited about it. I'm more than okay with it. I'm looking exactly. forward to the day. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I totally agree. That's all our questions for you today. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you, guys. You've been wonderful. Thank you, guys, for listening to that. Yes, thank you so much. We had such a great time talking to her. She's super cool. That That was so funny in that interview when I was editing it. I kept thinking about how... (laughs) <laughs> like Maud had to go to like four different rooms in her apartment <laughs> to try to record it <laughs> because like the internet wasn't working. Oh, virtual podcasting, uh, college it's dorm. So exciting! <laughs> but yeah, that was really cool. She had a lot of interesting perspectives on yeah. things. She's a very just artistic person. I feel like in the way she speaks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and just how she talks about creation and stuff. Very cool. Very interesting. Yes. We'll come back at you next week with another episode. Catch you guys next week. Love you. Love you.